Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to When Aries Met Leo. I'm Sean Dees. I use they, them pronouns. And? You're the Leo. Oh, my God. I think that'd be cute if we did that every time. I'm the Leo. I'm the Aries, and it's my season, and I feel great. And my name is Allie. Beautiful. (laughs) She, they pronouns. So, coming to you from the City of Angels, back in Southern California, um... Yeah, and we're here to talk to you today about gay babies. Gay baby making. Yeah, so, yeah, this is, yeah, it's new, it's fresh. So, <laughs> we're, um, let's just say we're in the middle of this ourselves, yes. but we've decided, I think uh, both of us feel, you know, really actually excited to share a little bit of our process and our journey. Um with coming to this choice and making these choices and dealing with the insurance and the doctors and just like life. And I think, you know, it's a, you know, it's exhausting, but it's definitely something we feel like really, yeah, like we want to share because there's very, very little to say the least on queer and trans baby making. Um, and it's just, it needs to be something we hear about a little bit yeah. more. We want to add another story to the mix because there aren't very many stories. And so the more, the more, the better. Yeah. Like I can think off the top of my head of the three gay babies that I know. And yeah, that's just not good enough for me. So I would like to, you know, um, just share our, our story. Yeah. Right. That's part of why it felt so impossible to us for so long is because we didn't see very many stories. So we hope that this story is helpful to anyone if you are feeling like you don't even have the capacity to imagine if you want a child or not. Yeah. So I was going to say, why don't we start with the fact that we, neither of us wanted children. No. (laughs) And neither of us like really, um, pretty much lifelong. Neither of us were like kid people. Yeah. Or like people who really wanted to have babies. Like I like kids. You don't, you haven't really liked kids. Yeah. No. Um, I like kids. Yeah. But I've always been like, I really think I'll just hang out with kids and send them home. Um, (laughs) Not sure about having my own. and Everyone's like, snap into that because I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, that one. That's a good idea. And I think it's a great position, honestly. But um, things have sort of been shifting very... Abruptly. Abruptly in many ways, (laughs) but also very powerfully and... um, Yeah. 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 So I think for me, it was always like made very clear, like you're queer, you know, I knew that from jump. So it was always like, you just can't have babies. And that was it. And I think it was obviously not just being queer, but also being trans. And it was like, hell no, you can't have babies. It was just not even something to think about because, you know, I think level one is getting your own body and your own feelings and your own heart in order. And so children is just seen as kind of impossible right and not something that's discussed and really not something that is made available as a life choice for a lot of us and so you know I'm just like I said really um, blessed to feel like I can make this different choice at this point in my life and feeling yeah just really happy that I can share and hopefully offer some any wisdom to other folks Mm -hmm. who are at the cusp of this choice potentially or just at the cusp of dreaming another life for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Should we share how we um Yeah. got inspired, let's just say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, so 
we um, have some friends who are a queer trans couple um, like us who just had a baby, a beautiful baby. And seeing that baby was... Fucked, it, fucked us up. <laughs> it fucked us up with so much love for the baby, I say. It, it fucked, fucked us, us up in the best way possible. <laughs> yeah, we had this whole kind of like weekend meltdown yeah. love fest sort of thing where we just stared at each other and we're like, wait, do we want this? Like, And realized basically that in our sort of declarations that we didn't want kids... We had never allowed ourselves to imagine kids. Right. I was like, that's huge. Because I think basically until seeing our friends have this baby, we never even thought it was possible, right? And it was basically just written off as something we could not do. And so to watch queer and trans people fucking do shit that is told to them that is impossible. There's nothing more empowering and beautiful than that. And Mm -hmm. it's just so lovely to witness queer and trans people doing shit and they're doing shit and actually doing it because i think there's some idea like yeah yeah, like science exists like ivf exists like queer people can have babies yay but i actually don't see it very much um and and it's got a lot for good reason right Right. challenging (laughs) and expensive and all sorts of things about it and so yeah i think to actually have um people really close to us go through that was the first time that we really saw it as not just this like oh it's theoretically possible but like oh this is possible like what do we think about this in our lives yeah yeah and you know i'm just i'm just thinking about how beautiful and you know how like how should i describe this i just want to say it's like it's impossible to kind of capture how fluid and pervasive inspiration is right like they've done something that has inspired the shit out of us that i'm sure that what we're doing is inspiring so many people that we don't even know right mm-hmm. and it's just it's really yeah it's, it just feels so beautiful even in my heart to know that like you know basically queer and trans people moving in into their own lives and and creating their own futures in spite of the entire world that tells them they can't be is is really radical and it's so refreshing and it's just it's just really you know, basically giving us an opportunity to imagine, like, what what would life with babies look like? Is that something we want to do? And apparently the answer is, like, maybe. <laughs> maybe a gaby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, sh- that's a shock, my friends, because I've never, ever, ever, ever cared or thought about having kids, which is, like, I think why it's kind of, feels like a slap in the face, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, there was just a whole process of trying to figure out, okay, now that we see this as possible and we're imagining it, do we just want it because we think, like, oh, we should because now we think it's possible? Right. Or, you know, like, do we actually want it? It was just a whole journey um, back and forth that left us in a 50-50 place for quite a while where we were able to imagine our life in both ways, with kids and without kids, as a very beautiful and fulfilling life. Um, And that's really cool. Like, that's beautiful to be able to realize that no matter how anything goes, um, we'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe, like, talking about why now and, like, that whole jazz because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was the baby of inspiration. Yeah. And then right after that, we sort of 
in our thinking process realized there was another deadline coming up. Yeah, but I was like, I'm going to start from the beginning, if I may. Before me. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, for my trans mask folks, people taking tea, um, this is, you know, probably familiar, but, you know, before I started taking testosterone, um, you know, the doctors kind of pretty much tell you that you're going to ruin your chances of having children if you don't, you know, uh, retrieve your eggs before starting tea. And, you know, I'll say this was like four, over four years ago for me. Um, so I was really scared shitless, just coming out as trans, terrified. And here you are all, you know, finally sorted through all your own personal shit and walked into the doctor's office and made shit happen. And then you're ready to take your tea. And then they say, you know, by the way, if you ever want to have kids, which like you totally might, um, you you can't take tea right now. You need to actually take out your eggs, which is a process oh, we'll talk about in a moment, right? And so, you know, I was scared, so I went into the you know, doctor, the OBGYN, and I I you know made an appointment and said, what do I have to do? How would I do that? And then, boy, they just handed me a piece of paper with all these numbers on it and everything was like thousands and thousands of dollars. Yes, the number, the price goes up and then the chance goes of, of, the, of it actually working and getting a pregnancy keeps going down yeah. and you're just like, wait, why would I do this? And I mean, <laughs> I was just so young and so scared and it was so and much I mean, money were, and I was like, fuck right. this. And you were preparing to transition, which was like so, a whole new thing already. It was like, I can't handle this right so, now. So yeah, so I, I ran away and never went back. I was like, thank you very much. And I just left and was like, fuck it. If I can't have a baby, I can't have a baby. You know, I think that was also part of it was like yeah. the messages that I was given was like, you can't have a baby, you know? And so, yeah, I left, uh, started taking my tea and was like, nope, not going to do that. Um, and then I think a couple years later, I, I also like was like, OK, like maybe now I, you know, I've, you know, taken my tea for a while and I'm feeling more confident in my body. Like, let me go see what this shit is about. Let me try it again. So I went back to the doctor's office um, and yeah, that time. I knew it was going to cost a lot because I'd seen their little paperwork of how it was going to be like thousands and thousands of dollars. But I, you know, the, the doctor was trying to like help me get ready for it. And so she said, let me show you like the ultrasound device, which, you know, is a gnarly fucking device that they put in your parts. And I saw her show me that. And I swear <laughs> to God, I again turned around, walked away and never went back <laughs> to the doctor. So I was like, fuck this. Are you fucking kidding me? I was like, okay, so not only do I have to pay hella money, but not to stick some shit in my parts, and that's the only way to do this. I was like, fuck this, uh-uh. <laughs> I turned around, I ran away again. Yep. Um, and so, you know, it just seems like every couple of years I seem to have done that. So right. I basically walked into the doctors this time and said, you know, I've come here twice before, and I've been turned away, you know, out of my own fear, my own concerns, right? But I, I told her to not let me run away this time. So this time, you know, I feel yeah. like I know what it's going to cost. I know what is being asked of my body. And I just feel like I'm actually in a place where I can do all that. And it's, you know, that's that's actually really massive for me to, like, say. Because like, I never, ever in a million years thought that I could be comfortable with that. But I, Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, like, it would be helpful to share that in the couple times that we have entertained, okay, do we want to do this? Like something that's always been important to us just personally is that we wanted to try 
and have a baby with your egg. Oh, I didn't And say have that. me carry it. Yeah, I realized yeah. that was probably relevant to share. Well, yeah, um, it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's something that we've both really always wanted um, and feel feels really beautiful to me. Yeah. Um, so that also clarifies right. why yes. why we were looking into this specific way of doing it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. My bee. I just realized that's My like not eggs. obvious. <laughs> yeah. So in order to retrieve your eggs, um, yeah, you have to do this whole thing, which is, you know, um, basically it for me, at least the way that I'm doing it is you stop testosterone like a month or so prior um, to kind of give the body, I think, space, time to adjust. And then you actually begin injecting estrogen, which would be the kind of counter hormone to what I've been taking for the last four years. So it's, it's a bit of a shock to the system. Um, so you take these shots and you just get pumped up full of hormones. You get nice and plump and estrogen-y and, you know, <laughs> emotional and whatever. And yeah, and then after... Yeah, about 10 days of that, they go in there and pull out the, pull out the eggs mm -hmm. and then boom, apparently that is half your baby right there. Yeah. 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 So do you want to talk about why now? Yeah. Well, I wanted to, I don't know. Did I explain it all? I want to make sure it's clear. Yeah. You explained that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I do want to say in terms of dysphoria, cause I think that's a pretty big one, like. Because, you know, I want to be, like, very clear. I would have rather died than go to the gynecologist. Like, I've straight up told people, like, I would rather die than go to the gynecologist. And actually thought through that and been like, no, I think I'd, I'd actually rather decease than go into the gynecologist. So it was, like, pretty solid dysphoria. Yeah, you've been dead serious about that for yeah. a long time. And I'm like, you know what? If God wants to take me, God wants to take me. So, you know, for me to have reached a place now where I feel okay even walking in and like you know letting them check the shit out that I was never ever thought that I could I think that's that's just that's actually really a huge achievement I don't even know how yeah I, I truly I never thought it was gonna happen <laughs> right just so, like as your partner and listening to you right so if nothing else if you're feeling dysphoric as hell and you're like I'm never gonna do that you know maybe just hold on to this as something that could be down the road you never know like you know and I think that's you know, hopefully inspiring for some because, you know, obviously it would be really hard to have kids with that kind of dysphoria that, you know, makes it a lot more difficult to, to access these types of services. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. So in terms of what were you asking me? Like, why now? Why now? Why now? Like, one, because we're, like, old enough to know what's fucking going on. <laughs> and I still think, like, I'm probably going to listen to this in a few years and be like, damn, we were so young. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, but, like, we're not, like, 22 anymore, which is cool. So, like, I feel just a little bit older um, and a little bit wiser. Um, but also, you know, I think what's really cool is that I actually, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have, I'll say, a portion a portion of this service covered um so you know for those who know or are familiar um ivf and egg retrieval shit is just fucking expensive like, and not covered not covered usually not covered pretty much across the board it's a very 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 expensive series of procedures and yeah like tens of thousands of dollars is usually what we're talking about and so um what's cool is i'm actually 
part of a, a team, the trans wellness team at UCLA. And, you know, I've actually been on this, this board and, and watched us go back and forth and negotiate with the insurance companies and add this to trans healthcare coverage, which is like really, really wild because, you know, basically if I had done this four years ago, it wasn't covered. And now it is, it is not fully covered. It's never fully covered, but it's more covered than it was yeah. back then, which is, which is really, really, really cool actually to see. And yeah. I think that just was something that allowed us to take the first step after the baby, the inspiration baby, and talking, having a lot of these conversations, it was like, okay, well, this is more reasonable than it was before, right. like slightly. And that yeah. sort of helped us be able to like take a step <laughs> towards actually, you know, talking to the doctors, making the appointment, being like, okay, we're going to do this this time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, I hope we're not making it sound really rosy. Like it, it hasn't been all that rosy. Um, like we've... Yeah. We've had we've had some hiccups at the doctor's office, you know. It's been it's been a little it's been a little imperfect, I'll say, you know. And um, I just feel so much calmer and more confident in myself. So I know I can tell the doctor like this is not okay or this is what I need, and I don't bat an eyelash. Whereas mm -hmm. maybe four years ago I would have been scared shitless and not done any of that, you know. Mm -hmm. Like yeah i'm not on your time like i'm here i waited for you but like now this is my time and it's going to be the care that i deserve is kind of right. how i see it and so you know i feel that much stronger as i'm entering this um and you know i just i hope that if anyone's out there thinking of doing it hopefully you know that you you have autonomy when it comes to your own relationship to your health care right and mm -hmm. you, you do have agency to say this is not okay or I want to you know is there another way we can do this like I've straight up done that with you know yeah doctors that I need to so I've always really admired that yeah yeah in you it's a big one you're always just like oh no my yeah. boundaries matter in this space yeah. I don't give a fuck <laughs> yeah and you know I think it's just like a, it's just it's a reality for trans people a lot of us you know like have to spend quite a bit of time interacting with the healthcare world you know and it's like there's nothing I'd rather do less than engage with healthcare bureaucracy but you know it's like if and when we're got to do it like you know I'm gonna you know be myself which means I'm gonna be sweet and considerate and kind and also very clear and you know very very aware of what I deserve and I think there's a way to do that and you know hopefully hopefully the rest goes you know goes smoothly as well Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah I mean what is I guess what is your experience on your side because right now it's just my body that's about to do yeah. all this stuff and like right now I'm haven't started my IVF cycle but I'm about to so I just you know want to pose what it's like as a partner to like be a part of this and watch this but also know it's definitely not your body that's getting all pumped up right now that part's kind of nice yeah. um I'm just like yeah for right now I'm chilling um I'll yeah. I won't be someday Right. Um, when I'm carrying a baby for nine months, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, this has been like a you guided process always of like, whether we were going to do this, how you felt about it, like, because it's your body. So it's always been like, right. um, how can I support you? What do you want? And like, um, you know, I think 
Yeah, it, there's a lot of logistics, yeah. is what I'd say. Yeah. Like, calling... Yeah, Allie keeps saying, there should be, like, an IVF, like, coordinate nurse, Like, an assistant. Like, that just, like, hangs just, out like, and does, does everything, everything for you. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sure there is. I'm sure that bitch costs, like, 50k, too. <laughs> like, that's for sure. Um, yeah. yeah because... <laughs> We've spent so many hours on the phone and, oh, like, yeah. on hold, and and it's actually unfortunate because, like, Shundi's has had to do the majority of that as well because also when you're the patient, like, they want to talk to the patient. Yeah. Um, you know, all the, all the rules about stuff like that, and so I try and help, and then all of a sudden they're like, but I really need to talk to Shundi's, <laughs> and I'm like, I know, I'm trying to help. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, we've been able to work together as much as possible. And it's it's really a lot. And I think mentally it's been a whole experience to, you know, know that even though right now this part is your body, it's like our process mm-hmm. of, yeah. you know, deciding this is something we want to try. Like starting to imagine our life with children and start to, like, mentally prepare for that. Make space in my mind, my heart my womb yeah for babies um that's been a whole thing (laughs) oh my god i I just so wild because it's like not something i've really yeah like it's just as shocking for us as it is for anyone (laughs) (laughs) that's that has how to put it best and it's weird because how can i be shocked by something that also feels like aligned and grounded in my body okay like it doesn't feel like bad it just feels like I'm shocking myself mm. by feeling more ready I see. than I thought or ah. feeling more open to it than I thought. Right. Um, I agree. Yeah. 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 It's not shocking and like, oh shit, this is happening too fast. I'm not ready. It's just like, it's happening fast. And I'm like, whoa, w- weird that I was further along than I thought right. I was. And like very comfortable with it. Right. Yeah. I think I agree with that. I mean, except for my, when I'm half asleep, I freak out about it, but that's fine. That's, but yeah. my waking hours, I'm sure. It's like your fear critic voice. That one doesn't really count. Well, I just want to say that. It's not like I'm like, right. oh, yeah, I'm never panicking. Like, when yeah. I'm half asleep yeah. at night and in the morning, I have, like, really weird thoughts about the whole yeah. situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I agree. I totally agree, actually. You know, um, it's just been... It's been really cool and beautiful over the last, like, few days to be talking with folks and sharing with them about this new choice. And, you know, I think one of the questions we've been posed is, like, well, how do you feel? Like, what do you think? And I've loved that at every point my answer is me and Ali have been on the same page 100%. Like, we've, we've, we've always felt the exact same way about this like we feel the same amount of shock that this is a choice now we feel the same amount of like really wild and larger than life excitement that this could be happening and we feel like as you just finished mentioning like it's quick but it's not something that we actually don't feel prepared for which is like also another really just yeah like a very I thought I was gonna have to go yeah yeah I thought I was gonna have to go to like years of therapy (laughs) just around preparing for like parenthood yeah um, I've been to years of therapy about other <laughs> things, but for some reason, I've always, when I've thought about this in the past, I've been like, oh, there's a lot I got to work through. Like I got to go to therapy for years about this. And I'm not saying I won't have to go therapy about it at some point in whatever way, but there's a lot that's like just sort of moved through me and moved through my body more naturally and like 
smoothly than expected. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I think the way that I've felt is like it's bigger than it's bigger than me. Like this is beyond yeah. me. You know, it feels like like. I shit you not. Like, I was like, fuck a kid. Like, when I had someone my age, like, thinking about it, I'm like, that's fucking wild. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we're still kids, and now I'm out here, like, literally three days later, like, okay, like, we can do this. And, you know, I think part of the IVF and, like, you know, queer experience is, like, there's this, there's this, like, you know, idea of choice, right? Like, you get to choose, and, like, also, like, you may choose and it may not work, which is, like, a huge, huge experience for many people, right? It's, like, you may try, and you may try again, and you may keep trying, and, like, there's a lot of that, right? And so there's this this eerie relationship with timing, right? Because mm-hmm. it feels like, oh, well, you know, it's not natural, it didn't just boom happen, so, like, does that make it less valid or less, less right. serendipitous, almost? And... You know, I think we're realizing... I had a lot of feelings about that. Let's, let's hear them. <laughs> I had a lot of feelings about this. Because I always, like, wasn't sure if I wanted kids. I was convinced it needed to just, like, happen on accident for, like, me yeah. to decide. Like, I refused to make the decision. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was, like, it was a really strong feeling in me. Right. And then somebody pointed out that, like, doesn't totally make sense. Because there are, like, things you can do to prevent accidents or not or like all of these things and so at some point you're always making a level of a choice right and um right that was really helpful like honestly hearing that like then all of a sudden it just like left me and I was like oh yeah like why am I so fixated on this right and I just sort of now it's so interesting because I feel like we're making so many choices all the time right so many choices. Like, I'm trying to have baby Leos, but, you know. <laughs> right. Like, we, like, can choose what time of year you want to get pregnant. Like, it's just so many choices. Yeah. And, um, and I feel like, for me, I've realized that that doesn't take away from the, um, just kind of, like, I guess, spiritual, mm. divine timing kind of nature of it mm. at all. For me because this all has felt like there's something bigger than us that was just like happening right. not in like a, a disempowered way it feels very empowering but it also feels like we're just sort of being like led in this direction right now yeah totally um and i'm like i'm just like sitting back and i'm like okay right. i'm here right. um and so and there's also the fact that just because it's like controlled in a science lab doesn't mean that there's not plenty of unknowns. Right. Like it totally could <laughs> right. not work, right? And it like, totally could not work, it could work. It you could, could work. have like multiple could, Yeah, it could become twins, it could be right. no kids. Like, right. It's just like actually there is a lot of Yeah. Randomness to this as well. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that was interesting to just kind of completely get over something I had actually fixated on for like years. Yeah. Which was like I need this to just be serendipitous. I can't choose the moment. And now I'm like, right. oh, I can choose. And there's still lots of room for, like, right. God to play a role throughout the whole process. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the biggest what do I say? Like shift since we started the process. Yeah. Um, and we were like, okay, we're going to do this egg retrieval. We're like, and maybe in like five years we'll like come yeah, back. We were like, yeah. We were like, they're like, how long you want to freeze the eggs? I was like, you know, like three to five years. And like, right. maybe like maybe when we're like mid thirties, we'll like give it a whirl. <laughs> 
And and that's like totally fine. But then basically we started thinking more about it and thinking yeah. about how um like how many kids do we want? How long does that take? How long does it take to actually like know if it's gonna work or not? Like you could have to do things multiple times yeah, and for years, yeah. Um also that if you freeze an embryo rather than just an egg, so a fertilized egg, um it's more successful. It's it can be more successful once it goes in to have a successful pregnancy. And so we kind of had to then sit with each other and be like, like, whoa. <laughs> well, and I think simultaneously as this was happening, like the process of just an egg retrieval is not just like, oh, like, la-di-da, I walk in and I get my eggs retrieved. Like it's, no. I mean, as Shandice was no, saying, no. like there's a lot to it emotionally, personally, and just I like. I have like basically been preparing for this for four years in the back of my mind is it's a lot. Right. And it's like, a, <laughs> it's a lot of time. You go to the doctor all the time. It's so much phone conversation. Like it's, it's actually a lot of work and yeah. time. And it felt like such a commitment already. We had one moment where we looked at each other and we're like, are we just going to bail on this whole thing? Or right. like, because or are we going to commit? Right, you're right. You're going to the doctor at least every other day. You're you're going, you know, to have a final retrieval day it requires going to the right. surgical facility. Like it's it's a whole ass thing. And I think like for some people, they might be willing to go through all of that for like a fifty fifty, maybe in five years. But we're just like fire signs, and like that's just not the way we do life. And so we were like, okay, we're either like going to walk away from this again. Or we're, like, going in, so what do we want? And we're both, like I said, sort of just being pulled in this direction um, yeah. of trying it and, like, really trying it. So then we decided that it was worth doing the embryo, which... Costs a hell of a lot more. Right, it costs more. <laughs> it's, like, more of a commitment. Um, it's, yeah. And and then, like, you know, planning on trying it sooner rather than we thought. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe not in five years, maybe a little bit sooner. Than right. That. <laughs> exactly. Um, which has been a wild experience yeah. to just go through that and like and like pick a sperm donor and like all that jazz. Yeah. It's it's fucking weird, folks. Like and like coordinate so many things. It's weird. It's new. And you know, I'll say you know because we could talk about bureaucratic shit forever, but what's left me feeling really warm and confident is that you know even amidst all of this chaos you know like when the insurance company calls you and all of a sudden says this isn't covered when you're like fuck you it is covered and starts charging you four thousand extra dollars right even amidst stuff like that and hours of that i think you know i've seen the way that we have both um really just like calmly taken charge and like really loved each other and i just see how powerful and capable and smart we are and just how loving we are and I know that basically that's that's what will be the backbone of any beautiful family and so I think that you know if we bring that bring that energy into whatever you know happens whatever God grants us right whether it is to have kids or not I just think it, it's you know it's nice to know that I, I I believe in us I believe that we can do something that you know is quite frankly really really scary <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean i think the conversations that we've gotten to have um yeah about what values we want to bring in and what experience we want to have is all been part of the process of preparing mentally for yeah. what actually is to come later yeah like i think you know um 
I just hate this narrative, and this is going to be probably one that many people also are familiar with, but the idea that, you know, your life ends once you have kids. Once you have kids, your life is over. You can't go anywhere, you can't do anything, you can't see anyone, and I, you know, was raised in a household where, like, that was kind of the, that was the idea, you know, and... I just refuse that. I don't believe that. I reject that entirely, right? I don't I don't like that. Also, if I thought this would be the end of my life, why would I fucking have kids, right? Like <laughs> why would someone walk into that? You know, it's just such a terrible mindset and you know, I think I really like what Ali was saying, I think a, a couple of days ago where ah, oh, shit, what were you saying? I can tell you. Um <laughs> that when a baby's born, parents are born. Well, yeah, that, but I was thinking of something oh. else, but go ahead. Was it? Oh, I can try again. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I've said a lot of things. Um, yeah, you have. But that also, like, it's a new beginning, and yeah, your life's going to be completely different, but it's it's yeah. not the end, it's a new beginning. Is that the one? No. Yeah, you don't look satisfied. No. Um, <laughs> I'm so pissed. It was going to be so good. Oh. It's okay. Keep talking. <laughs> well, you know. I mean, I think we have so much to say about this topic, and like we said, we're actually sharing this like as we're going through it which is not always how we share things but this felt important to share in this way to both of us um and so we will have so much more to say as this process and journey continues like this is where we're at right now like on a genuine raw authentic level um yeah and you know we we know it's going to be a fluid and ever-changing and evolving process yeah yeah and you know i i just i think we're just really excited and i think that like we're both trying to say it's it feels like something larger is at work and you know if so and if this works then you know that would be that would be exactly what was supposed to happen you know and yeah i think yeah that to go back to what i was saying that that fear that like having children ruins your life doesn't work for me and i believe that you can you can create a life that incorporates your children, right? Your children don't have to be the end of your life. And I don't like that. And I think, oh, that's what I was going to say. We have never done things the way that normal society tells uh, us to do things. I did say that. Right? So do, do you okay. elaborate? <laughs> now I know, now I know. Because that was the point. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think I get a lot of comfort when I think about this process. And I think all the narratives that I've heard or seen in, in the world, like I don't actually have to take on and I don't have to embody in my life and bring into my family. We've never done anything the way we're supposed to do it. Never. Never. It's almost (laughs) exhausting sometimes how much we refuse. Um, like not even like really wanting to refuse. It just happens. Right. And, um, and that'll be the same with this journey. It'll, it will be the way that we do things. Right. And, that'll probably work for us yeah yeah and just like (laughs) i trust us with that you know right i think it's come back to like loving each other and being able to center that love as kind of the guiding ethic of this entire thing right and like i've i've been i've been you know navigating this for the last few weeks and just feeling like you know this no doubt in my mind that this is the person I'm supposed to have babies with if I'm supposed to have babies because mm-hmm. I love you and I trust you and I believe that we would mm-hmm. do the best job on the face of the earth when it comes to loving a child because I think the reason to have a child is to love it and to watch it grow and to help it fulfill its dreams that's literally the reason too and so I just feel you know if if it's supposed to happen it will and this is the exact exact way it's supposed to go mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Any any final? I think we covered quite a bit there. No, that was beautiful. Any final words? I like that final word. Yeah. All right. Well, we love y'all, and I do want to say thank you so much for everyone who's been sending love and nice words. Yeah, we love the love. It's very very helpful. Um, it's just yeah, it's really lovely to see, and we appreciate it a lot. And yeah, we will definitely probably have a follow-up because this shit is is a big topic so we might have might have another one but yeah for now chew on that um hopefully you know it inspires you as well and lets you dream of new ways for your life to look i think Mm -hmm. that would be my greatest hope all right wonderful all right see y'all see you next time